Mm-hmm. And so, like, the circus that surrounds Trump will just always take away, I think, from what actually matters, which is, you know, the issues we care about, um, like, the American people themselves. Like, all of this is overshadowed by Trump and will just continue to be until we finally stop giving him, like, the attention he so desperately wants and seeks. Welcome to the United She Stands podcast, the show that brings kindness and women into politics. I'm Ashley. And I'm Sarah. And we're two Midwestern women from Ohio who have a passion for kindness, lifting others up, and making a difference. Our experience in corporate America has taught us both to build and navigate all kinds of relationships and lead groups of people. When it comes to politics, however, there is nothing official about us. We're just two gals who want to be better educated on the U.S. government and learn how we, as women, can make an impact together. Each episode, we will bring our listeners along on our own educational journey. And we'll also share real-life experiences from women involved and impacted by politics. And we'll try to make it as fun as possible. We're so glad you're here for the ride. Welcome back to United She Stands podcast. And an extra special welcome as we are here with our first in real life right now episode. These are going to be quick episodes on current events that are released outside of our normal scheduled episodes on Tuesdays. We are going to start releasing these sporadically as there is an event we're talking about and when we have the time to record, edit, and publish something about said event. So without further ado, our first current event we are going to talk about is the Trump indictment. First of all, no matter how you look at it, this is a historic event. This is a previous president of the United States being charged with a crime. He is the first former president to face criminal charges. Ulysses S. Grant was arrested for speeding in a horse-drawn carriage while he was president, and yes, traffic violations are criminal charges, but this happened during his presidency, hence Trump being the first former president. And maybe you're thinking, but other presidents have had legal issues. Well, you're not wrong. However, there were never criminal charges brought against any former presidents. So in addition to this event being historic... As we all know, we also live in a hyper-partisan political environment these days, so this is obviously a topic that has seen a ton of national media attention. So we have some Republican politicians who are claiming this is all in the name of politics, and the district attorney, who is leading the case and is a Democrat, is going after Trump because of partisan politics. Pence, the former vice president, said the charges were an offense and an outrage. Trump himself is going as far as saying it's an attack on democracy. Then, on the other side, you have the Democrats, who largely believe Trump should be held accountable for his actions and is not above the law. Where does that leave all the Americans who do not identify with either party? Well, independents polled showed that 40% say he should have been charged, 32% say he shouldn't have been, and 27% said they don't know. So, what's the story here? Is this all a ploy from the Democratic Party to ensure Trump can't run in 2024? Or is this our judicial system at work, as it's supposed to, investigating a crime that has led to charges against a former president. Well, we're going to break down the facts today for you and let you decide. Our goal here is to give you a nonpartisan fact-based view into the situation, as well as leave you with an understanding on the implications it will have on the 2024 election and really the future of the United States. But we've already gone too far and we haven't talked about what we're drinking, Ash. We haven't. You want me to go first? Go for it. Guess what I'm drinking. Oh, wait. Um... Does it rhyme with lexicon mager? <laughs> yes. Yes, I'm drinking a 
I can't even say no. I'm drinking a Mexican lager. <laughs> well, yes, sir. I'm drinking a Mexican I lager. I almost said it the way you said it, yes. Yes, yeah. per usual. Great legs, Mexican lager over here for me. What about you? I love it. Um, I am drinking Love You Bye by Saucy Brewworks. Love yeah. you, bye. Love you, bye. All right. So let's dive into it. Get in your time machine with us. <laughs> let's all go all the way back to where this thing started. The year was 2006. Twitter was born, the Nintendo Wii came out, and Hulu was founded that year. This is the same year Donald Trump met Stormy Daniels and had an alleged affair. Five years later, in 2011, Daniels gave an interview alleging the affair to InTouch magazine. The story was never published thanks to legal threats from Trump's personal attorney at the time, Michael Cohen. Then we have to fast forward another five years to 2016. Donald Trump is running for office. The big office. The President of the United States kind of office. Daniels and her attorney tell the National Enquirer she is willing to go on record about the alleged affair with Trump. In October, which is a few weeks before the general election, the Enquirer's CEO and editor contacted Cohen, who then offered Daniels $130,000 for story rights and for her to sign a non-disclosure agreement, which legally ensures her story will not be made public. Cohen sets up an LLC in Delaware in mid-October so he can make the transfer to Daniels. He transferred her the $130,000 on October 26th through First Republic Bank. And yes, this is one of the banks you've been hearing about in the news, along with Silicon Valley Bank, LOL. But the bank turned around and reported the transaction to the Treasury Department as suspicious activity. And, as we all know, Trump was elected in November of 2016. A few months after the election... Cohen reached out for reimbursement from the Trump Organization, which was in January of 2017. He submitted false invoices and later received checks signed by Trump after Trump had taken office. One year later, in January of 2018, the Wall Street Journal ran a report about the 2016 payment to Daniels that also included the information about her agreeing to sign an NDA. Cohen, who is no longer Trump's attorney, publicly admitted to the payment, but at the time, he did not implicate Trump. In April of 2018, Trump spoke publicly about it and said he was unaware of the payment. But in May of 2018, Rudy Giuliani, who was then Trump's attorney, said Trump did reimburse Cohen for the payment. In August later that year, Cohen pled guilty to eight charges, some of which involved campaign finance violations for making payments to two women on behalf of a political candidate. And you guessed it, one of those women was Stormy Daniels. At the end of 2018, Cohen was sentenced to three years in federal prison. In August and September of 2019, the Manhattan District Attorney's Office subpoenas the Trump Organization for records on the payments to both women, and they subpoena Trump himself for his tax returns back to 2011. Trump immediately sued to block the subpoenas, claiming he has immunity as President of the United States. After two lower courts denied Trump's efforts to withhold his tax returns, he appealed to the Supreme Court. In July of 2020, the Supreme Court ruled 7-2 that Trump must comply with the subpoenas and hand over his tax returns. In February of 2021, the DA's office finally obtained Trump's tax returns. Then a new DA, Bragg, was elected in November of 2021. A few months later, in April of 2022, he confirmed the investigation into Trump was still active. Then in January of 2023, Bragg convened a grand jury to examine all the evidence they had obtained in the hush money probe. In March, the DA's office invited Trump to testify before the grand jury, which he refused to do. However, Michael Cohen did testify multiple times. And that leads us to March 30th, 2023, just a few weeks ago, where that grand jury issued a sealed indictment 
aka voted to indict, Donald Trump. Trump was then arraigned in Manhattan on April 4th. So there's been a lot of legal jargon here. Grand jury, indictment, arraignment, like WTF. Let's break this all down real quick before we move on to a bit of discussion. And we'll start with grand jury. The concept of a grand jury originated in England and became enshrined in the U.S. legal system through the Fifth Amendment, which requires all potential federal cases to proceed through a grand jury. And this is a federal case. So great. We know it's required, but what the fuck is it? A grand jury is called to determine whether or not charges should be brought against someone for a crime. So the grand jury convened and was presented with evidence and testimony from witnesses. Once all the evidence and testimony were presented, they are then read the law and given an explanation of the charges they were convened to consider. They deliberate and decide if the prosecutor should move forward with an indictment. Which brings us to what the fuck is an indictment? An indictment is a formal charge that says a grand jury has found probable cause to believe you've committed this crime. This is a written document that goes into the details of the crime the individual allegedly committed, and it summarizes the factual information supporting the allegation. All right, so what the fuck is an arraignment? From Webster Dictionary, an arraignment means to call a defendant before a court to answer an indictment or a charge. Cool. So what happens during an arraignment? At the arraignment, the individual is booked, which means this is when fingerprints, mugshots, etc. happens. The individual enters a plea of guilty or not guilty, and they are also appointed counsel if they do not have it or cannot afford it. And lastly, bail is set. So, okay, as of April 4th, Donald Trump has been arraigned. He pled not guilty to all charges. All right, so I think we need to step back here and note a few things that were done differently in this case and talk about why they were likely done differently than if an average Joe or Jane were being investigated for these crimes. Typically, the police will arrest you. You get booked and arraigned, a.k.a. you're charged with a felony. This is all before a grand jury convenes. The grand jury then convenes and decides whether to indict you. If you're indicted by the grand jury, there is then another arraignment on the more formal charges from the indictment. So Donald Trump was not arrested first. The DA decided to ensure all his decks were in a row first. He spent a long time investigating this case to ensure he really had everything vetted out. Even then, the DA went through the grand jury first to try to avoid some of the political sides of the case. Instead of the DA and the police deciding to charge him, they presented the evidence first and then let the grand jury choose to indict Trump. So while you won't hear this from the Trump team, he was given some special privileges here. All right, so that leads us back to where we were. Donald Trump has been arraigned and pled not guilty to all charges. That's what we know for now, and we'll have to just watch and see how this all plays out in the courts. So let's talk about it. Let's do it. I hate to do it, but let's put our hyper-partisan hats on. Sarah, do you think this is a ploy from the Democratic Party to hamper Trump's chances at being elected in 2024? (sighs) No, I don't. I really don't think this. I really think... I mean, obviously, Democrats are over Trump, but I also think there's a good amount of Republicans that are over Trump as well. And I don't think that anyone is severely concerned about him actually winning the election and really threatened by him. I mean, he just continues to make a bad name for himself day after day. And like I said, even people from his own party recognize that. And at the end of the day, he's still getting what he wants through this, all the attention and press on him. Um, So I really don't think this was, you know, a hidden behind the scenes thing. I think this was totally brought upon by himself and he's just paying for his actions. 
Yeah. I mean, I mostly agree. Well, also, I'll just say, like, there's other investigations going on with him. Right. So, I mean, you know, it wasn't like this one DA was the only guy out to get him. I think this is evident in the timeline we walked through, but I don't know if it's, like, super clear because there's a lot going on. This had been under investigation for a long time. And people were like, why did it take so long? They picked it back up. Like, no, Trump tried to block this repeatedly in court. Like, he, like, how long did it take to get his tax information? So, anyway, this was, um, this, this investigation took a lot of time for, that was one of the reasons. But... I think Republicans are still using him where they can to try yeah. to win over the far-right supporters he has for, like, their own personal gain. But I'm with you. I do think many people, even Republicans, are really over him. I'll caveat that I with I think that he does still have a large fan base. Mm-hmm. And people really, like, some people really think this man walks on water. I know. It's yeah. scary. Like, they think everything he does wrong is somehow okay. And I, I don't, I can't, like, wrap my head around how that is. But because he spreads this message, you know, out there that... Basically, he's there to represent them, and he sees them. But all that to say, I completely agree with you about him getting what he wants, which ultimately is, like, this attention. Mm -hmm. If anything, I think this has given him more attention than he's even been receiving lately. Like, even with his, like, bid for 2024. Yeah, I don't feel like he was getting this much media coverage. Yeah. Which, like we said, this was a historic event. So, I mean, I get it. Mm -hmm. But, you know, and I'm sure he's not thrilled with it. But to your point, at the end of the day, it's... What's the saying? There's no bad press. There's no, yep, no, no press is bad press. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I I think at the end of the day, he loves being the center of attention. So, just talking about media attention, that leads me to the last point I want to make today. And I'll start by saying I have no issue at all with him being held accountable for his crimes. Like, if he's truly committed crimes, you know, which I believe the courts need to decide, I encourage, like, the fact that he's going to be held accountable for those. I don't think any public official, even the president or former president, should be above the law. What I'm not okay with is the media circus in general. With Trump, the drama is never, never ending. He's involved with too much sketchy shit, too many scandals. Truly great show, by the way. Add it to your list. <laughs> have you watched Scandal? <sighs> Are you going to tell me you don't like it? No, I haven't oh. watched it. Okay. But I have, you have told me to watch it many times. Okay. Not many times, but like. Well, you like Carrie Washington, I right? love Carrie oh Washington. Oh my God. You would, and it's, 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 I mean, it's totally like fake politics. Well, yeah. after our, the last six years, maybe not. Maybe fake, not. But, you know, it's very dram- dramatized politics. It's but. been on my list for a long time. I just haven't. Okay. Well, anyway, add it to your list. Okay. But anyway, there is and always will be like just that, a huge media circus around this man. Mm-hmm. What this, like, made me think of as I was just, you know, reflecting on this was Political Parties Part 3 episode when we talked about one of the reasons we see such increased polarization over the last couple decades. And that's because of this, like, focus on national media coverage. Mm -hmm. And so, like, the circus that surrounds Trump will just always take away, I think, from what actually matters, which is, you know, the issues we care about, um, like the American people themselves. Like, all of this is overshadowed by Trump and will just continue to be until we finally stop giving him, like, the attention he so desperately wants and seeks yep and the best part is this is so ironic that we're saying this because we just made a whole podcast episode right i know we just <laughs> i know we spend time researching we spent time recording this and we're gonna spend time editing like yes. yeah we are giving we are not you know helping the attention piece but we're here to give you the facts and yes you know, i mean i think it, and that's but, the thing is i do think it's important it's like a historic event yeah but i think most people and i know i feel so i just want him to like move on or go away so we can just like like, move on and focus on what actually matters isn't Um, he exhausted like can we just like yeah (sighs) yes we spend time doing this the american people are doing the same thing right like you are watching the news or reading articles or maybe listening to this podcast episode yeah instead of reading up on ways you can positively impact gun violence or reproductive health or 
bring down the cost of life-saving medicines. I could keep going, but basically insert your, you know, issue of choice or your issue you're passionate about here. Instead of doing those things, we are still talking about Donald Trump years after he left office. Yep. Okay. Soapbox. I'll step down. I love Rant over. your soapbox, though. <laughs> Rant over. Just, let's drink more beer. Okay. Yeah, I agree. Okay, to end on a bit of a lighter note, we thought it'd be fun to talk about our favorite Trump indictment memes. <laughs> I'm so excited Sometimes about the internet's good for something. <laughs> right. Like, there are some days where I open, you know, insert app here, and I'm like, oh my god, I hate the internet. And then there are times like these where I'm like, oh my god, I love the internet. <laughs> Yeah, it's amazing. So, um, my favorite one that I saw, I mean, I am a huge High School Musical fan. I grew up watching it. I went to see, what was it, the third one, I think in theaters, like, six times. It was in my, like, dinky hometown, like, movie theater. It was, like, $5 a ticket tops. But, like, (laughs) I, yes, um, I love that movie. So, of course, my favorite meme is the one where they have Troy Bolton putting a tea necklace on Gabriella, and Gabriella says, T as in Troy? And then there's the picture below of Troy Bolton saying, no, Gabriella, T as in Trump got indicted. That one is a good one. <laughs> I'm not even like a huge High School Musical fan, but that's a good one. So great. All right, so my favorite one, and I'm pretty sure when this happened, I screenshotted this and sent this to like our group of friends, but <laughs> there, someone had tweeted like, you know, the news, like Manhattan Grand Jury votes to indict Trump. And the Daily Show retweeted that and added the comment, Congrats to Donald Trump on finally winning a majority of the votes. Ooh, Gotti! That's just so funny. Like, come on, that's like electoral college like humor. Like, I know, right? Which is hilarious because yes, we covered that. I know, that is so funny. So anyway, I really enjoyed that. I thought that was very funny. Um, anyway, guys, if we can't laugh about it a little, what's the point? Yeah, right. If we can't laugh about it, we're just gonna drown in the messiness of it. So yes. let's a little little bit of light at the end, a little bit of fun. Always. So the facts have been given, we shared a bit of our opinions, but ultimately we hope this left you feeling informed and left you able to draw your own conclusions and opinions on the situation. Thanks for listening to our first In Real Life Right Now episode. IRL RN! Let's go! Yeah! Come back! As always, we'll put sources in the show notes. Thanks, everyone! See ya! Thanks for joining us for today's episode. We appreciate you more than you know. If you appreciate us and our show, please hit the follow button and share this episode with anyone you think would enjoy it. You can also give us a follow on Instagram to stay in the know on all things United She Stands. The link is in the show notes. We'll see you next time. And remember, we We can can make make a difference in this world. Testing. Testing. Oh Oh, my goodness. Lot of love. We in business. It's just weird that I started a sentence with Ian. Yeah. I was just like, did I fuck this up already? That's what I'm All right. All right. Who was the other woman that received a payment? <laughs> You're asking me if you pronounced that right? I feel like Dougal's right. For sure. It has to be McDougal. Look, look at that. Doug is in the middle. Doug. All right. I have a better idea. Okay. <laughs> we're doing good. We're like almost done. I know. We're killing it. <laughs> Which is funny to say because. <laughs> Crime. <laughs> Crime. <laughs> this is actually a crime podcast now. Remember when I was like, I won't go off script. <laughs> okay. Bringing kindness and woman into murder. <laughs> New tagline.